You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. And how are you guys? Good to see you. Everyone turn around and say, hey, online church. And uh, they're going to miss out today. We're going to have a bit of fun today. But before we get into the Bible, what is the go? The world's messed up, isn't it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Don't have to convince Phil. <laughs> What's the go with a Gold Coast Rugby League team? All of a sudden being better than a Brisbane Rugby League team. What's the go with that? The world has gone crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't know about you, but I couldn't care less. <laughs> That's good. Any Broncos supporters in the house? Oh, they're still cheery. That's all right. That's all right. That's cool. Very cool. Hey, Pastor and Francine, um, they're on um, holidays. They're not here today. So uh, Brett and I thought... Let's just play youth games all church service. Yeah. No, okay, okay, we'll get into the word. That's going to be good. Um, this morning, I just want to share something from my own personal Bible reading. Um, I've been, in the last few months, been going through the book of Psalm, and uh, a few months ago, God gave me a word for me, and um, I've been outworking it in my life, and so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to share it with you, and hopefully God speaks to you as well like he spoke to me. Every day I try and read this book. Um, I think this book is the greatest book ever written. Uh, it's the, one of the best things in my life. Um, you know, this book is full of people just like you and just like me. It's full of people uh, uh, who need hope. It's full of people who sometimes have bad days, but it's full of people who somehow they encounter God and their bad day turns good. And so let me encourage you. Read this book. It'll change your life. You know, the world right now just seems really heavy. I don't know about you, but you turn on, uh, you know, social media, you turn the news on, and everything just seems so heavy. But when you get into the Word and you allow God to speak into your life, a little bit of light, a little bit of life, a little bit of increase just seems to come in. So let me encourage you. Get into your Bible, and you're going to see kind of uh, what things God can speak to you as you read it. So we're going to find ourselves in Psalm 65 this morning. Psalm 65, verses 1 to 4. And it says this. It says, Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. Who here this morning wants to be filled with good things today, right now? You know, God can do that. The book of Psalm is an amazing book. Martin Luther King described Psalm like this. He said it might be well called a little Bible. In it is comprehended most beautifully and briefly everything that is in the, in the entire Bible. So that anyone who could not read the whole Bible would have anyway almost an entire summary of it comprised in one little book. The reason that the book of Psalm is so powerful is because in, in its imagery and in its spirituality, it expresses the fullness of human emotions before God. In the book of Psalm, we see the author uh, in, in one moment being utterly depressed 
yet have an encounter with God and then all of a sudden be full of hope. In the book of Psalm, we see in one moment the author losing and then in the next moment, winning. Kind of sounds like life, doesn't it? Kind of sounds like you and, you and I. In its songs and prayers, we see this. The Psalms integrate humanity and spirituality like no other book in the Bible. The Psalm makes it possible to say the things that are sometimes unsayable. I wonder if you've ever been, ever been in a moment in your life where something's happened and there's just no words to describe it. I wonder if you've ever been in a situation or circumstance where there's just, there's just no words to express what you've just experienced, whether negative or positive. The book of Psalms shows us how to say those kind of things and have those kind of emotions. Psalm 65 specifically is written by David. We heard of David last week, uh, Pastor John's message. His purpose is to tell of God's great gifts. In this Psalm, in Psalm 65, it's kind of written uh, like a play in three sections. The first section is all about forgiveness. The second section is all about power. And the third section is all about grace. And like what I said, the Psalm is almost like an entire summary of the Bible, especially Psalm 65. It's kind of a whole summary, actually. Let's go a little bit deeper of Jesus, because Jesus is forgiveness. In Jesus is the power of God. In Jesus is grace. And so in this one psalm, we have the entirety of Christ. Forgiveness, power, grace. Forgiveness, power, grace. To me, that kind of sounds like a little bit of heaven, doesn't it? Because who doesn't want more forgiveness in their life? Right? I know that I want more forgiveness from my wife and I do dumb things. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know that I want to forgive easy. I hate holding grudges. It hurts. Kind of sounds like a little bit of heaven to be able to forgive a little easy. Who doesn't want more power of God in their life? Right? Who doesn't want a little bit more grace? You know, that kind of sounds like a little bit of heaven to me. You know, who doesn't want more forgiveness, spirit power, grace? That sounds like heaven. And so this morning, I want to speak to the thought, the language of heaven on earth. The language of heaven on earth. That's what I want to talk to today. What separates Jesus from every other religious ideology is this. Every other religious ideology or character tells us that you have to do good things here now in order to one day get there. It's the whole idea. Work hard here now and be a good person and hopefully one day you will get to heaven. The difference with Jesus is this. Jesus didn't say, be a nice person and a good person so that one day you can get to heaven. What Jesus did was Jesus said, the world's all broken, I'm actually going to bring heaven down to earth. And Jesus, instead of being up in heaven saying, hey, be good everyone so one day you can come here, Jesus goes, actually, I'm going to go down there. The Bible says that God sends the jewel, the crown jewel of heaven goes to earth. That's the difference. The difference is this. You don't have to live a life where you're trying your hardest to one day get there, but right now through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have right th up there, right here, right now. You can have a little bit of heaven in your life right now, today. Heaven is not of this world, but it's in it. Heaven is a sense of peace while in the storm. Heaven is a people group hungry and thirsty after the right way to live. 
Heaven is having unlimited chances to start again when you know you only deserved one. Heaven has a different type of governance and a nicer king to what we know here on this earth. Heaven has its own language. And just like my English language can communicate my desires and what I'm thinking about, right? Heaven has a language that shares God's desires, that shares God's ideas and communicates God's desires to us. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to know what is God's desires for my life. I want to know what's God's desires for this church. What's God's desires for the city of Ipswich? I want to know that. And in order to know that, I need to understand the language of heaven. Because here's the truth, right? I'll never be satisfied following my own desires. My flesh says, follow your heart. Jesus says, follow me. Yet the more I seem to follow my heart, the more lost I seem to get. My flesh says, believe in yourself. Jesus says, believe in me. And the more that I believe myself, the more untrustworthy I realize I am. My flesh says, discover yourself. Jesus says, deny yourself. And the more that I discover myself, the more I realize how broken and insecure I really am. My flesh says, be true to yourself. Jesus says, be true to me. And the more I try to convince myself that I'm right, I'm not. And instead of my flesh leading me to a place of wholeness and satisfaction, it leads me to a place of brokenness and emptiness. But Jesus says, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and give it abundantly. The language of the flesh will always lead to decay, but the language of heaven will always lead to life. And so I guess the question is, well, what is the language of heaven? What does heaven sound like? If I want to experience a little bit of heaven in my life, what language do I need to learn? And I think David gives us some keys in Psalm 65 of what heaven sounds like or the language of heaven. And so we're going to go right into it right now, right here in Psalm 65, one, it says this, it says, praise awaits you, our God, to you, our vows will be fulfilled. If you want to experience a new hope in your life, a new experience and new life, if you want to experience just a little bit of heaven on earth, if you want to speak the language of heaven instead of speaking the language of defeat and depression and anxiety, then the language that you need to learn and, and get a little bit of heaven in your life is the language of praise. That's the first language that we need to learn this morning, is the language of praise. Everyone say Praise. You know, praise is so powerful. Praise changes how you think. Praise changes how you feel. Praise changes how you understand things. So many times in the psalm, we see David write something depression, uh, depressing, but then it's like a switch flicks. And instead of him being stuck in this heavy weight, he begins to praise God and it seems like this heavy weight is lifted off him and he begins talking in a, almost like a language of faith. As he begins to praise, something in him shifts. A new power comes upon him. And suddenly, when he begins to praise, that thing that was getting him down becomes a ramp that launches him into faith. 
See, if you want to experience a little bit of heaven in your life, then begin to speak the language of praise. Here's the thing. Praise is a focus. Praise is a focus. The word praise in the original language, it, it, it's a tehillor, tehillor, and it means this. It means to be clear and sound, to make a show, to boast clamorously, and to foolishly rave. That's what it means about the good things that God has done in your life. But here's the thing. So often, it's easier to foolishly rave about all the wrong things that are going in your life, isn't it? It's so easy to speak clamorously about all the negative things, about all the things that are going wrong. It's so easy to foolishly rave and praise all the bad things and why your life isn't going well. Here's the thing, praise is a focus. You know, many things in life don't go right. We all experience low points that turn our world upside down. Whether it's a divorce, a job loss, the death of a loved one, a cancer diagnosis, a bad church experience, a betrayal, a shattered dream, a wayward child, a car accident, the inability to fall pregnant, wanting to get married, but that desire not being fulfilled, the loss of joy in your life. These are places that we find ourselves in that cause us to wander around in darkness. And here's the thing, if we only focus on those things in our life, it's always going to lead to death, darkness, and decrease all the time, all the time. If we are focusing on the negative circumstances in our life, it leads to death, darkness, and decrease. Here's the thing. Faith and fear have the same root cause. They're the exact same thing. Faith and fear are the exact same thing. Focus. They're both focus. It's the same root cause. If you want to be a fearful person, then simply focus on all the things that can go wrong. Right? But if you want to be a faith-filled person, then focus on all the things that God can do right. But so often we're focusing on ourselves and our own strength and our own understanding. Yet we're not praising God and saying, but God, you can do good things. You can do great things. See, faith isn't about you and your strength, but it's about God and his unfailing love. Faith is always catapulted by praise. You get to live a faith-filled life by praise. So often in Psalms, David finds himself at a low point, but then changes his focus and he begins to praise. And at that point, his faith is catapulted into peace beyond understanding. And if you want to know what it's like to have peace in the middle of a storm, then begin to praise. Begin to praise God. Begin to tell him how good he is. Begin to, begin to re remind yourself of all the things that God's done in your life previously. Begin to tell God how much you love him and just praise his name. See, praise is a focus that leads to an amazing experience. Psalm 103 says this. The writer further on goes and says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise the Lord. Praise his holy name. 
praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Check this out. If you want a little bit of light, if you want a little bit of heaven in your life right now, check out some of these benefits as this person begins to praise. He forgives sins, right? He heals your diseases. Who needs some healing this morning, right? That's for you. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with love and compassion. He satisfies your desires with good things. That's for you this morning. That's for us. Whenever we find ourselves in a moment of praise, don't forget the good things. Don't forget his benefits. Maybe you're after some healing here this morning. Let me encourage you. Praise God. Praise God. Healing comes through praise. Maybe you want to be pulled out of a pit right now. Praise God. That's the benefit when you praise his name. Maybe you want some good things in your life. Praise God. See, praising God, it's an experience, right? Praise is a focus, and praise is an experience. See, when you get a little bit of praise on, it begins to change the atmosphere inside you. It begins to change the atmosphere in the room. I remember when I was a little kid, we were in a church, um, here in Ipswich, actually. I was born here in Ipswich and went to another church somewhere else, and... um, I remember as a kid, there was this song that used to always uh, play in church. And when it started, the whole congregation were like, yes, I love this song. Because everyone knew that when we sung this song, the whole atmosphere changed. It was a praise song. You might, you, you, you might remember it. It goes like this. It goes, celebrate Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate Jesus, celebrate. You know it. He is risen. He is risen. And he lived. Right, great song, right? Perfect. And everyone used to be like, yeah, I love this song. Woo! Right, praise changed the atmosphere. Actually, in, in the church that I was in, they had this thing that really got everybody excited. Everyone got excited, right? When this thing came out. Right? When this thing here came out, everyone was like, yeah, baby. We're about to praise the Lord. Ready? Here we go. Jesus celebrate for he is risen for he is risen he is risen and stop 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 actually in in the church that I was a part of like when that song started everyone was like tambourines came out and we were like yes but my church is something else actually we had flags right man flags were like like the thing, right? Everyone loves flags. So I'm going to need someone to praise the Lord with me this morning. I'm, 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 I'm going to come down here. I'm going to come down here. Can you praise the Lord with me this morning? Is that all right, Sarah? Come on, Sarah, come up here. Up here, Sarah. Everyone welcome Sarah. She's going to help praise. Just in a moment. Not yet, not yet. Not yet. You've done this before. You know how it goes. Okay, okay, let's go, Ben. Well, I'm going to praise. Sarah's going to praise. Come on, sing it out. Celebrate Jesus. For he is risen. For he is risen. He is risen. And he stop, 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 stop. Actually, in the church that I was a part of, when the song came, everyone was like, yeah, I'm going to praise God. Woo! Tambourine came out. Everyone was like, yes, I'm pumped. 
Sarah came out with her flag and was like, yes! And we had the band. But you know, there was something else that my church did that was like awesome. It wasn't just the band that sung, but it was the pastor that sung. So Pastor Brett, come up here, Pastor Brett. Come up here, Pastor Brett. I'll play the tambourine, but you're going to sing. Come on, church, let's sing together. Jesus, celebrate. Come on. happens on the inside and you begin to have your head up and you begin to act out in faith and out of excitement and out of, you know what, I don't care what's trying to be heavy and keep me back right now, but I'm going to break through because I'm praising God and it doesn't matter what's holding me down. I'm going to celebrate Jesus. I'm not going to celebrate that. I'm going to celebrate Jesus. I'm not going to celebrate my misdemeanor. I'm going to celebrate Jesus. I'm not going to celebrate that sin. I'm going to celebrate Jesus. We just got to get the language of praise in our life. See, praise is an experience. Try celebrating Jesus instead of celebrating loneliness for once. Try celebrating Jesus instead of celebrating revenge. Try celebrating Jesus instead of what you don't have. Stop celebrating jealousy. Stop celebrating life being unfair. But celebrate Jesus, because here's the thing, church. Praise is an experience that takes you beyond the storm. Anyone here want to go beyond the storm this morning? Three people, fantastic. That song for three yays. Great, that was worth it. It's all good. We'll celebrate Jesus together once all these guys are gone. We'll do it again. (laughs) Here's the thing, though, right? Praise is a focus. Praise is an experience, but it's also a choice. Praise is a choice. Remember one night I was um, sleeping at a mate's house, just last night actually, um, it wasn't awkward at all. 36-year-old dude saying, hey, let's have a sleepover. Brett said, sure. And uh, <laughs> No, I wasn't young. And uh, first time at his house, and uh, it's, you know, when we go to bed and talking like whatever, and it's midnight, and I have to go to the toilet, and so I wake up, and everything's dark, and I'm finding my way through the house to the bathroom, and I find myself at the bathroom and do what I had to do and then I get back out and, 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 and I'm, finding my, I'm holding on the walls and, where, okay, where's my bed again? And I find a bed. I'm like, oh, great, cool, very cool. I get into bed. I'm like, oh, this is cool, great. I'm in, I'm, I'm in bed. And as I'm lying there, I feel the bed move and I didn't move. And I'm thinking, well, that was a little bit strange. That was, that was, that was a little bit weird. And oh, well, must be a strange place. I knew it wasn't my bed when I got spooned by someone. <laughs> someone put their arm over me and now I'm being spooned by someone and I'm thinking, okay, there wasn't anyone in my bed. But I left, so this mustn't be 
my bed. Um, it's hard to find where you're going when the lights are turned out. I wonder how many are finding ourselves, I wonder how many of us are finding ourselves in places that we had no intention of being in because the lights were turned out. I wonder how many of us are finding ourselves in the wrong proverbial bed. How many of us are sleeping in the wrong bed? What have you gotten into bed with, whether intentional or unintentional, that has made life a little bit uncomfortable? So here's the thing. Praise is a choice. And it's hard to make good choices when the lights are turned out. It's hard to make good choices when it's dark. But here's the thing. Praise shines a little bit of light in. Right? Praise switches the light on. Praise gives you a little bit of hope. Praise gives you a little bit of joy. Praise gives you a little seed of faith. But it's a choice. You choose if you want to praise. You choose if you want a better experience. You choose if you want a little bit of light in your life. And so next time something doesn't go to plan, praise. Because it's the language of heaven. If you want a little bit of God in your life, praise. Amen? That was fun, wasn't it? That was cool. Psalm 65 verse 2. The second part of the uh, psalm says this. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. See, if you, wanna, if you want a little bit of heaven in your life, if you want to be able to speak the language of heaven here on earth, the first language that we need to learn is the language of praise. The second language that we need to learn is the language of prayer. Prayer is powerful. There's power in prayer. Prayer shifts how you think. In fact, more often than not, I find that the power of prayer is not so much me moving God in my direction, but Him moving me in His. If you've ever, if you've ever wondered what it's like to move closer to God, then begin to pray, right? Begin to pray. It moves you closer to God. You know, marriage is a little bit like this, isn't it? Marriage is kind of like this. You know, um, it wouldn't be a very good marriage if, you know, my wife and I, or well, whatever marriage it was, if you didn't talk, if you didn't communicate, didn't do things together, if there was no intimacy, be a pretty boring marriage, wouldn't it? You know, prayer is kind of like that. You know, in marriage, you would just start to drift away if you weren't talking, walking, and being intimate. Prayer is exactly like that. But in marriage, if you walk with each other and talk with each other, and have good with each other. Your marriage is good, strong, healthy. It's engaging, energetic. Prayer is just like that as well. The same thing is with the Holy Spirit. When you talk and walk and find intimacy in prayer, you will find that it begins to shift how you think rather than you trying to convince God that you're God. You've got to be able to pray. If you want to experience a bit of heaven in your life, then begin to speak its language, and that language is prayer. Here's the thing. Prayer is a focus. 
Prayer is a focus. Jesus showed us how to pray. Right? If you're saying, Tim, but I don't know how to pray. How do you pray? Jesus showed us right here in Matthew 6, 9 and 13. It says this. Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Stop. The first thing that Jesus says is praise. Do some praise. If you don't know how to pray, do some praise. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, your name is great. Lord, you are awesome. Man, I love you so much, God. I just want to praise you right now. You know, the Bible says that the enemy is your footstool. I don't need to fear God. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Your name is above any other name that can be spoken over my life. You're so cool. That's what Jesus did, right, when he started to pray. That's what we have to do. If you want to learn how to pray, how to have focused prayer, start with a bit of praise. That'll kick you off. Jesus then says this. He says, then pray like this. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So once again, Jesus is showing us, hey, don't pray, Lord, keep me a good, nice person until I go there one day. Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. Ask that God's will will be done on earth just like it is in heaven, right? And so Jesus is saying this, ask God, God, what do you want to do? Right? So Jesus says, if you want to learn how to pray, just praise first and then do this. God, what's up? What are you doing? What do you want to do? What, what's on your mind today, Lord? Isn't that interesting? So often we think that prayer is, you know, God, um, you know, give me awesome things. You know, uh, bless me. You know, I want to be, I want to be free. But Jesus is saying, no, no, no. First thing, praise. Second thing, ask God how his day is. Ask God what's happening in his world and partner with that. Third thing, Jesus goes, he says, give us today our daily bread. Okay, so this is when now we go, hey God, you know all those things that you want to do? I'm going to need some resource to do those things. So this is what I'm going to need. If you want me to go and do those things, I don't have the capacity for that. So I'm going to need these things in my life to go and do that. Jesus then goes on, he says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So the next thing when you want to pray is, uh, by the way, Lord, you're awesome. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, just love your name. And, uh, you know, you, you want me to do these things and you're going to give me this stuff. But just before we get there, I just need to forgive a few people in my life. <laughs> you know, because you've forgiven me. So I'm just going to need to forgive some people and then I can go and do it. Right? So that's the next thing that Jesus says is how we pray. Ask God to forgive us and then we forgive those people in our life that have done us wrong. And then the last thing that Jesus says or how to pray is, Jesus says, and lead us, not, not, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So pretty much Jesus says, hey, you wanna have focused prayer in your life? Just praise God, right? Praise him. Ask him what he wants to do. Let him know that you need some resources to do that thing that he wants you to do. Um, by the way, Lord, I've gotta forgive some people in my life because you've forgiven me and I, I wanna have a clean slate. By the way, Lord, can you just protect me? there's going to be some haters, namely the devil, and he's going to try and keep me down, right? And I just need some protection. So, and then Jesus says, amen. If you want to have focused prayer, just pray like that. It's very, very, very simple. Jesus had focused prayer, and he wants us, his children, to have focus with our prayer. Here's the thing. Prayer 
is an experience, right? Prayer is an experience. As you focus in prayer, it creates an experience. I love hearing stories of how God has done awesome things in our church through prayer. You know, we have people sitting in this place right now. We have people online listening who have been uh, healed from sickness, been healed from cancers in this place. We've had, uh, uh, you know, people who uh, couldn't have kids and they've prayed and, and God's blessed them with children. Uh, we've had people who uh, um, prayed because they didn't have a job in very unfortunate circumstances and in very in, improbable uh, certainty that they'll get one, get a job because they've prayed and it creates a great experience in the house. It creates a great experience in church. It creates a great experience in their family, in their life. And we all get to celebrate because somebody prayed. And it brings a little bit of heaven into this place. Here's the thing though. Prayer is a choice. Prayer is a choice. See, you choose whether or not you're going to learn the language of prayer. If you want to experience a little bit of heaven on earth, then begin to pray. Because as you pray, you get closer to God. And as you get closer to God, you begin to move away from those circumstances that are holding you down, that are holding you back, that are trying to drag you away from God. And it, but it's your choice. You choose to pray. If you want a little bit of heaven in your life, then begin to speak its language. Start with the language of praise. This week, this week when you're feeling down, I, dare, I double dare you. I double dog dare you. When things start to get a bit, a bit low, a bit heavy, begin to praise. When things start to get a little bit, oh man, life is hard, begin to pray and watch your emotion. Watch your response begin to change. Watch faith begin to override fear. Right? Watch your experience begin to change. But Tim, what if life is so overwhelming? What if I can't even get it out? David goes on in verse 3. He says, when we were overwhelmed by sins. Next week, we're going to unpack verse 3 and 4. What do we do when life seems to overwhelm us and it's hard to get that praise out and it's hard to get that prayer out? We're going to look at that next week. But until then, right, praise like no one's watching. Pray like only God is listening. Because here's the thing, as you praise and as you pray, even if you can just get a little bit out, it opens up a little bit of light, a little bit of life, and a little bit of increase, and you get a little glimpse of heaven amongst the storm. Amen? Learn how to praise, learn how to pray. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, thank you that we can just come around your word and unpack it this morning. And Holy Spirit, you are our counselor. It's who you are. It's your identity. And I pray that this week, Lord, as we go through life, we go through our everyday normal life, I pray that you would remind us, Lord, in every moment to praise. Lord, in each moment to pray. I pray, Lord, that we would experience heaven in our own life. But a little bit deeper, Lord, I pray that people would experience heaven through us. 
I pray, Lord, that our workplaces would experience heaven because we're people of praise and prayer. Lord, I pray that our families would experience heaven because we're a people of praise and, and prayer. Lord, I pray that our city this week would experience a little bit of heaven because in it are churches that know how to praise and pray. And I speak that over our church right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, why don't we stand? Why don't we stand? And we're going to sing a song. And I know it's a slow song, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be fast to be praised. And as we sing this song, find yourself in a moment right now where you're forgetting everything else, but you're focusing on Jesus and you just begin to praise His name and let heaven and light shine in your heart right now. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 